Hello, hello, and uh, welcome to episode 111, number 111 uh, of the City Brew Tours podcast, uh, where we explore the best beer scenes around the country. My name is Brian. I'm your host. Welcome back for another wonderful episode, and uh, join me in welcoming back our co-host for these Brooklyn episodes, Ethan Angelica. Ethan, how's it going? Oh, it's going so good. One, one, one. I, it's it, it. It feels. It feels like corduroy in here. Cuddly, like stripes. I feel. I feel good about it. I feel. I feel warm and cuddly, just like I'm wearing corduroy. Except it's like 92 degrees here, so corduroy would be a bad choice on a day like today. I, I'm going to go on a limb and say corduroy is always a bad choice. <laughs> one of my least favorite patterns of pants, although I certainly wore it a lot when I was in uh, Catholic school. But we don't that, need to go further into that. That feels like a, a dis- definite style choice for the environment. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Just just blending into my environment there. Uh, yep. Ethan, how's how was your week been? Oh, how are you doing? I, you know, I am well. I am enjoying a nice toasty summer and also the rains of Brooklyn, um, which is always good. I did a little uh, exploration and deep investigation, as we Avengers are wont to do, in the suburbs of DC uh, in the last week, which was uh, exciting. Good to um, hear. Good beer. Very good beer. Yes. Across the board. Um, but I'm glad to be back in Brooklyn between my two bridges and my two breweries uh, and having some beers. Wait, you went to the suburbs of D- D.C. Our, our, uh, the first guest we had last week, our good friend Isaac, a yes. friend of the pod. Did, did you? Did you talk to him at all? He, he no, lives I, in the suburbs of D.C. I, know, I was in and out in 24 hours. And so it was a very like, it was like, I was like, okay, so I gotta, I gotta strategize. I found most of my local beers at the local giant. So, but I was intended to drink local while I was there. And I feel like that is an important thing to do when you're in those towns. So, well, I still like to think, uh, despite the fact that you were only there for 24 hours, you had a little map like Kevin McAllister from Home Alone, oh. you know, planning out. I'm going to go here and then here. Obviously. I mean, that's that's clearly what I did. And we're just going to stick with that forever and ever. <laughs> Let's do it. That's my favorite part of that movie. It's like when he, <laughs> he draws that map. It's like this yep. this 10 year old took the time to draw this. He had the patience to draw this out. Good it's, for him. He knows few- what's up. Future project manager, yeah, right there, Kevin McAllister. He's going places, I like it. Yes, <sighs> um, and we are joined by oh, yeah. uh, a special guest this week, uh, a fellow CBT brethren, a mm-hmm. uh, long time, long time, I- I'll just say it, friend of the pod, long time yeah. listener, uh, yeah. friend of the pod, friend of the beer vent, a-, a beer venger himself, a beer venger himself, fully, fully indoctrinated. Yeah, fully indoctrinated. He's also the lead beer guide for City Brew Tours NYC. He's our good friend, uh, Jonathan Mayer. How's it going, John? It's going. It's going good. I'm just happy to be here as a, you know, longtime listener, first time caller. You know, just like to be here and share some beers with you guys. Uh, Proper form there. Proper form. Uh, Love it. yeah, it's very hot. It's very hot where I am. I wish I had turned on the AC, but I'm always worried that it will uh, make noise in the background of this this show. And, you know, one thing we're known for here at the City Brew Tours podcast is is technical integrity. Oh, yes. 100 percent. That's the highest, highest, uh, highest, highest level. Um, uh, you know, it, it's hot. 
and when I get hot, I usually want a beer. And one of the beers we got tonight is a beer that will cool you down on a hot day. I don't know oh, which one we're starting with because that's Brian's call. But I'm just saying at least one of these is an excellent, I'm hot, let's have a beer beer. Well, we will get into that in a second. But let's do the proper introductions. We are back with another Brooklyn Brewery Uh Today, we are featuring more beers from our friends at Three's Brewing. They are a Gowanus neighborhood located brewery that was opened in 2014. It's been going strong ever since then. We are featuring their Vliet. I really hope I said that right. Vliet. V-L-I-E-T. Vliet. From, from everything that I've been told, it's Vliet. Yes, I've Vliet. also heard them say Vliet. It's very Vliet. Dutch. Very yeah. Dutch. Fleet. Yeah. That, that, that I've I learned. E. I've learned if you are not 100%, say very quick with a mumble and you can't, like, you can't fail. Nobody will notice. Yeah. This is Wait. why he's an expert tour guide. I'm just saying, yeah. these are all the tricks. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. So, yes, we are featuring Three's Bleat German style Pilsner. This, this, this beautiful can you could see right here if you're you're watching at home or uh, if you're listening that you can hear banging on the mic uh we are also featuring their logical conclusion uh new england style ipa hazy ipa whatever you would like to call it some people say one thing some people say other things and we won't get into that tonight um but this is a wonderful Citra Mosaic Simcoe. It's actually an argument I've been having in my personal life, joking with a friend that works at a local brewery here in Pittsburgh. We go back and forth with each other about hazy IPA versus New England IPA. And I think she's probably just breaking my balls at, at a certain point. Actually, I know she definitely is. Um, but yes, wonderful Citra Simcoe Mosaic New England style IPA. And uh, we're going to be talking to our friend Jonathan here, learning more about the wonderful city of New York, the wonderful borough of Brooklyn, and talking about these awesome three beers, threes beers. I always forget that S on the end. Yes. We are drinking two beers. Two beers from threes. Threes. Oh, that works. That works because I'm holding up two threes. Listeners at home, I'm holding up a three with each hand. We're drinking two beers from threes. It's a visual joke. Two threes. It's a visual joke. Two threes. That's why you gotta you gotta subscribe to the YouTube page. That's true. Um, but yeah, before we get into these beers, we gotta get started with our discussion with our friend uh, Jonathan here. Uh, so, Jonathan, let's do some quick sip questions for mm-hmm. you. We've I don't, I don't know if we've ever really done this with one of our, our city brew tours friends. No, well, no, but I mean Jonathan's a good one to do it with. Jonathan is one of my go tos whenever I need to, to find a place to have a drink in in Brooklyn. So, let's do it. Yes. Okay, Jonathan, favorite beer of all time? Oh, uh, I can't say of all time, but I'm going to say for the past year and a half, uh, Rockaway Brewing ESB. Oh, good choice. Yeah, yeah about up. almost two years now. Very been, good choice. Been... I will say minor lost points because that is, you know, technically a Queens-based brewery, but we will uh, we will allow it. At least it's within... Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it is, but <laughs> whatever. But it's an ESB, so uh, extra points for English pub beer. Uh, favorite spot in Brooklyn that's not a brewery? Uh, um, ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, I'm going to go with 
Beer Witch over in the Atlantic, basically the Atlantic Barclays area, right there. Bergen okay. Street, uh, bottle shop, tap room. Um, if you want the widest variety of beer, that's the place to go. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, we talk so much about Brooklyn and New York City, but um, what's your favorite place you've ever traveled? Uh, tie between Mexico and China. Ooh. We wow. should clarify that Jonathan's uh, beer vendor name is the Globe Hopper. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's a yeah. loaded question right there. Yeah, well traveled, huh? Yeah. But favorite place to drink internationally is the Caribbean. Oh, really? Hot Ooh, take. Yes. Yeah. Why the Caribbean? Yeah. Uh, so specifically, Leatherback Brewing has a saison that is basil and sorrel, and it is fantastic. Ooh. And they're and they have a great uh, lager and a great pale ale. They just they they nail it. Well, I'm your your typical suburban middle class white guy. I'm definitely not middle class right now. Lower class white guy. Um, the only drinking I've done in the Caribbean has always been accompanied by the words all inclusive. And I really like that about yeah. drinking in the Caribbean. Um, it's a what's, useful element. Yeah, if you haven't stayed in an all inclusive resort, maybe try yeah. it out. It's oh, really cool. I've oh. taken advantage of that in Mexico. Trust me. It's that's what you do. Oh yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to one in, in Mexico next year. I'm going to pick your brain um, <laughs> back to Brooklyn. What's the best thing about Brooklyn, in your opinion? Um, so I know this has been said on here multiple times, but I can't not say the diversity of it. Um, not just diversity of cuisines and beer, but also every neighborhood is different. So you go from Gowanus to Barham Hill to Brooklyn Heights to Carroll Gardens, to Cobble Hill, you know, it's all different. It's like some are quiet, some are loud. It's just like you want it all. Brooklyn's the place to have it. You can get what you want out of Brooklyn very easily. It seems oh, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very easy. Killer. Uh, and finally, Jonathan, well-traveled. The Globe Hopper. Yes. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? Uh, Bigfoot, the individual or Sasquatch species? I guess we should. Yeah, I guess we should uh, amend our question. Have you ever seen a Sasquatch? Oh, no. The answer is no to both. I just um, really had to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting my getting my balls broken during my day job and getting my balls broken during the night. When job. you bring up cryptids, you got to be specific. It's it just true. is. It is what it is. It's very true. These are these are the important <laughs> things that people need to know. So, we, we, so now we are a, a history, personal finance, and cryptids and beer podcast. <laughs> yes, this is a multi-hyphenate situation here, y'all. You're tuning in for the goods, and we're trying yeah. to deliver as hard as we can. We're we're trying. Oh boy, uh, let's. As you can tell by the sound of that cracking beer, Ethan, take it away. Oh my God, are we are we having a beer? Are you saying that we're going to be opening up the I Vleet. think we did. The, the fleet, I think, is how we're going to just say it as quickly as we can. Fleet, it's yeah. Fleet. 
It's so pretty. It's got the water. It's got, so three says this very like simplistic hand design that I love about it. But the Vleet of course is like got this river feel because to continue our history bona fides, Vleet or however it's pronounced, means small river in Dutch and is a reference to the Gowanus, which is a small, slightly smelly river um, just over <laughs> to the side of, it's a canal. It's not really a river, right, Jonathan? It's what I don't it's know. A canal. It's it, a canal. It is, it is officially named the Gowanus Canal. There we go. So it is a canal, but it yeah. is, it would probably, the Dutch might have referred to it as a leap. And so thus we have a beer. Thus we have leap. Yes. I am rocking my, uh, one of my favorite glasses tonight uh, that was made by a, a company called Drunken Astronaut Ooh. that uh, eventually evolved, changed their name and became Permanent Hangover, which I think people might be a little bit more familiar with. Mm. Yes. Okay. Shout out to your boy Glassy. Uh, this this beer is just wonderful. Let's uh, cheers, cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a pilsner as 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 one wants a pilsner with a nice forward hop note for me. Mm. Yeah, coming from the Zaz and Spalter Select hops that are chosen for this five point one percent ABV mm. German style pilsner. Single malt beer, traditional German style, uh, just using German Pilsner malt. I'm guessing they're doing some step mashing, possibly decoction to really garner a wonderful malt backbone for this beer that that then kind of, you know, allows the hops to showcase and, and, and jump out of this beer. Ah, definitely a cool you down beer on a hot day. No. <sighs> goes through goes through real fast and i don't know jonathan i feel like this is one of the beers like when i think of threes or when i look for threes out in the world beyond the brewery like this is one of the ones that they kind of like rest on yeah this is uh so this is definitely one of their core so this one logical conclusion and then they've actually built on to this beer so they also have a super fleet oh right yes um which is an it's technically an imperial uh pilsner which is a new thing coming up i don't know how familiar um i think it's like a seven percent pilsner um and then they also did a they did one for pride that was a variation on it um and they've done a like basically like a dry hop version and then they've also done a uh, a 10 degree Play-Doh uh, Czech Pilsner. Um, it's oh. not a Vliet, but it's in that same Pilsner family, obviously. Mm. So they've definitely hit that market um, with the success of the Vliet and kind of just launched with it. Anybody else have, have any, any further thoughts on, on this beer? I drink this one way too quick every time I have it. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, because hey, no, mine's... I've already emptied like half of my can back into it because it just goes <laughs> yeah. down so fast. This is, for me, this is one of the beers when I'm trying to convert my non-craft beer converted friends over to the better side, as I like to say, this is one of the ones that I often will start with for them okay. because it is a, a beer that, that that you can find in bodegas in the city. It's a really good beer. It's a great entry point, and it shows you what a really well-crafted, kind of lighter in body, crisper beer can be. That's just far more interesting than something that feels a little bit more mass-produced. So this, for me, is like a—it's one of my conversion beers out there. You know, oh, yeah. It's a—it's a good tool to have in your conversion belt. I'll tell yeah. you what. Mm-hmm. Praise it. Yeah. Someone was asking uh, how, how this beer warms. I would couldn't. I, I, I'm, I'm no clue. 
<laughs> I'll be honest. No. I think I've never had it sit around long enough to tell no. you how it feels when it warms up. It just it just goes right down real fast. Yeah, I uh, I I think uh, I think I would have the same issue. I, I'm sure wonderful flavors comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian in the chat, first yeah. of all, shout out, great name. Um, is asking question for the group roundtable discussion oh. here. What are, what are your conversion beers? We'll start with Jonathan, our our guest yeah. tonight. So, so like to convert that. people or like the beer that I had to be converted. Mm. Ooh, that's, Ooh, that's I'll go both. I'll go both ways. That's okay. Uh, okay. Um, so for me, um, so I grew up in the Midwest, so we didn't have a lot of options. Um, it's kind of a trend for a lot of CBT folk. That's, uh, that is very true, actually. <laughs> um, but so a lot of times I will pick something that I know that they know the name of. So a lot of like Sam Adams, I know, you know, they're big and you can get them pretty much anywhere. Um, that's a really good one. Um, but something like the Vliet or like a good craft Pilsner or light lager. Um, I will also do any type of Vienna lager as mm. well. If I can get a craft version of that, just easy drinking, um, for myself, there were two main beers that converted me because of being in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, flat tire, yep. uh, when it was independent. Um, so that was a while ago, uh, from new Belgium and, um, the, um, oh, who, I forget the name of the brewery. Um, but it's the raging, um, the raging bitch. Oh, uh, I saw you dancing around that word. The yeah, brewery yeah, yeah. is called uh, Flying Dog out of Frederick. Yeah, Mary- Flying Dog. Maryland. Yes, yes. I saw the logo and I was like, I know the logo. I could. I always forget that's Flying Dog. Uh, yeah, I know yeah, we're Rachel. a family podcast, so but you know. Yeah, well, we'll believe that later. <laughs> yeah, sorry for any. Uh, yeah, Raging Bitch, which is a Belgian style IPA. Yes, an IPA that is. ferment with a Belgian yeast. See. That's so interesting to me because when it, over on that, the, you know, the podcast that I occasionally spend time on the Beer Avengers podcast, we do ask people to tell us their, and I'm not going to trigger it if I say it here. So I feel safe mm-hmm. origin story and fat tire comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. It really seems to be a beer that a lot of people sort of convert over to craft beer in drinking. I don't know if you find that too, Brian. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot. It's, it's you know new belgium worked very hard to get that beer out there it Mm -hmm. is an approachable style um much like jonathan i would say my conversion beers are vienna lagers it's a good Mm -hmm. thing especially here in pittsburgh people are so familiar with yingling and it's like hey this is just better this is like way better yingling try this out um but now you want to know what it is what is it it's fucking fruited sours man it's like hey you you don't like yeah. beer you don't like the you don't like the taste yeah. of beer here try something that tastes nothing like the beers that you're familiar with and i think what's nice about that like one part of that is a joke you know but another part of that is like hey look beer isn't just lager and and the, the brown ales and stouts and ipas that you're familiar with beer is so versatile and it can mm-hmm. take on these wonderful flavors from whatever ingredients we add into it so you like juice? You'll like this beer. There you go. And then uh, conversion beers for me. I've said this probably, I don't know how many times on the podcast, but 
number one Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Actually, oh, yeah. first, sorry, number one was Guinness. Yeah. Then that kind of transitioned to me closer to the good stuff. And then my dad eventually started buying Sierra Nevada Pale Ales. And I, as a young man uh, that couldn't buy beer myself, first. started taking those yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale Ales. So that's how that yeah. works. Um, I'm loving the chat is chiming in. We got someone saying that the Anchor Christmas Ale was a big one for me. And of course, RIP. Rest in peace, Anchor. Yes, rest in peace, Anchor. Uh, Great Lakes, uh, Dortmunder Fruited Sour. Boulevard Wheat, a classic. Boulevard, how are we not talking about Boulevard Wheat? Yeah. Sam Adams Oktoberfest uh, and Sierra Nevada Pale Ale being like the thing that opens everyone's eyes. Yeah. Ethan, how about you? What are your, um, what are your, yeah, what are yours? Um, I mean, it, uh, so in terms of like what I will give people, um, the very first beer that I ever had that was a craft beer based on my list was from Abita. I don't remember specifically what it was, but that was it. But um, but I definitely, haze? yeah, I think it was probably the Purple Haze. Um, but that was many moons ago when I discovered that beer was more than the swill that I had been force fed in the Midwest uh, growing up, um, unfortunately. Um, but uh, but for me today, the the like one of the things that I kind of, one of the things I noticed, and it's interesting that you say fruited sours are the way to go, but it in the like touring and sometimes when you're giving a tour, and I'm sure Jonathan knows this, you get that person who's like been dragged along to the beer tour to just be there because someone else is making them be there. We've all seen this person, right? Um, our buddies over at Five Boroughs Brewing Company make a goza which for many people is a, it's a very just classic kind of clean goza. It's a little bit sour, a little bit salty. And the number of people who were like, I'm not really into beer and you give them the goza and they're like, okay, I get it. That one was a, a conversion point. But the other one that is always the winner is their five boroughs. And it's one of my favorite beers of all times, tiny juicy IPA, yeah. um, which is a session style, double dry hopped pale ale trending towards a hazy IPA. And it is just, they just, I feel like Jonathan, it's like they just like it's water. You just drink it down and it yeah. just goes all the way. Yeah. And it is award winning. I just have to throw that out there oh, to our friends. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, for the World Beer Cup. Mm -hmm. Not just award winning, but the World Beer Cup. Yeah. It's a real good beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good, that's a good answer. Like low ABV, mm -hmm. heavily dry hopped mm -hmm. IPA. That's, that's a good, that's a good way to to go it's so funny we're, we're talking about these conversion beers like hey you you uh you gotta try these styles but we're yeah. talking to an audience of people that are like yeah we know move on <laughs> well yeah i i agree there's something nostalgic right because we all were that person we all were that person who was yeah. like coors whatever oh my gosh abita oh my gosh lineys oh my gosh you know uh sam adam the first time some of us had sam adams i'm sure it was like a revelation that beer could taste like that yeah. you know yeah yeah uh, mm -hmm. and now we just all go crazy with our local breweries including the many that are sprouting up here in the better borough of Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. Lots of them in the better borough. And it's, that's something that that city brew tours took notice of uh, back in 2018, made the decision to open our location up there and, and focus on both Queens and of course the Brooklyn neighborhood. And, and Jonathan was actually one of the first hires yeah. as, as, as Ethan was as well. So uh, Jonathan, you want to tell, tell us about your current position with City Brew Tours, as well as uh, your history uh, leading tours 
in uh, yeah. the five boroughs. Yeah. So currently I am the lead tour guide for uh, New York, uh, not just Brooklyn. I do Queens as well. Um, so we do have to throw that out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I lead the tours, all of them, uh, walking, private. Sometimes we'll get in a charter bus. Some other times, most of the time, take the train and a little foot traffic. Um, but I've been doing it for it's hard to believe that it's been over five years because uh, it just kind of passed. And there's the hyphen year of COVID in there. Um, the but hyphen year. Yeah, I just call 2020 to 2022 is just that like 2021 is just a hyphen. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so from the beginning, I started doing driving and leading tours. And I've seen it all from having the van, which I know has been mentioned uh, on the cast before, um, and then going from having the van to just walking, seeing the full transition, um, switch up of affiliates uh, through pre and post COVID, and just seeing a lot of our friendships like just blossoming and still continuing uh, with a lot of the great breweries, especially in Brooklyn. Um, so, I mean, having over a decade of experience as a tour guide and loving beer, it just is a natural fit. So that's like the cliff notes version. Um, but another thing that I always like to tell people is also the wealth of breweries in Brooklyn. I know that, you know, there's not a lot, like if you were to take the 550 plus that are in the state, you know, in the New York metro area, there's only a 40 plus. But out of the 41 that are part of the New York Brewers Guild, 24 of those are in Brooklyn alone. So 60% of the New York Brewers Guild breweries are in Brooklyn. So yeah, we got we got we got we got the goods. Yeah. We got the goods. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, I, I want to ask because you you were part we were part of this back when we had vans and we realized that was not a uh, not an ideal situation for New York because driving in the five boroughs is uh, an adventure. Let's put it that way. Do you oh, have yeah. any particularly fun van memories? Share uh, uh, of attempting of, of like being stuck in traffic or things like that. Uh, how appropriate do I want to get? Um, so, I mean, probably the most memorable uh, was. This was a group. Um, it was a bachelor party. Let's just say bachelor parties get a little crazy. Um, they just do. Um, we were going, we were driving down, and somebody couldn't wait any longer to get to the restroom. And so they proceeded to try to climb out of the van. Oh, no. um, obviously, we say no hands and feet inside the vehicle at all time. Uh, luckily, we made it in plenty of time. Um, that's probably the biggest. The other is a little known fact where Five Boroughs Brewing uh, is located is in an entirely um, industrial area. So there's a few like meat processing mm -hmm. um, areas nearby. Um, so there was one time we were driving and, you know, we had the van. So only the people in the front seats could see as the halal uh, meat processing plant opened their van that was full of goat and lamb carcasses uh, oh. and then started to scream of seeing these animals. And then everyone in the back is like, what? What do you see? I'm like, nothing. We're just going to turn right here and go to the brewery. Uh, so that was like Brooklyn. That That is Brooklyn. 
Yeah. Um, so like, you just have it is what it is. Um, so and, you know and that's why you walk in New York City because that's why you walk. <laughs> that's why you walk. That is the reason that we walk. Uh, because with all that, you when once you're on the street, if you want to take a hard right turn, you just take that hard right turn, and you're not just yeah. sitting there in traffic hoping. Or for or while you're walking, you walk the whole group up to the back of the band. You're like, hey, you guys ever seen a go carcass before? See, it's an educational experience. Yeah. It's what we do. It is what we do. <laughs> oh, oh boy. We're, we're starting to break Brian. It's bad news here. <laughs> You're starting to get uh, starting to get regular every day, Brian, coming into the podcast, because that's my first thought is, oh, if you're walking by, like, at least you could take the, you know, the only it's not only the the person in the front that sees it. Maybe there's somebody that's sitting in the back. that's like, oh, that man, one. I've never seen. I, I, I love gyro meat. Exactly. It's about inclusion. That's what we're all about here. <laughs> Equal opportunities. Exactly. To see yeah. the Show showcase all the cultures of Brooklyn. That's great. Yeah. The goat will the goat will make no more goat cheese. Mm, very true. These are accurate facts. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I, I gotta say, being being a tour guide in New York City is is totally an adventure because New York City is a bustling, wonderful city, but everything happens here. And so you do get a little bit of a taste of anything anytime you travel around the five boroughs, especially in Brooklyn, I think. Yeah. 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 And when we do the walking tours, we go through about three different neighborhoods altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd see pretty a good wide range of of things <laughs> yeah what's well and i yeah. feel like it's a it's kind of a cool combo right because you get some more residentially areas yeah. over by Gowanus, but then you get to see some slightly more industrial areas uh and then sometimes you guys even go to places that are a little bit more like converted into social spaces kind of like um uh so like some buildings that maybe were used for military barracks but yeah. are now like more places where there are stores and shops and like places where people gather which is kind of a different view of how people are starting to use space in the borough um now that now that you know things are changing and people are figuring out different ways to use space yeah no and fully agree industry city is one of the top like that's what it's called uh like destination places uh as somebody that has gone there for a whole day of shopping and drinking Mm -hmm. uh you do the shopping before the drinking um just so you know uh that's way smarter um but you can spend an entire day there uh they do a lot of old of or like live events concerts uh barbecue fest obviously the new york brewers guild opening bash is there pretty yeah, much great. every year now um, because it's it's uh, heated as opposed yes. to the Navy Yard, um, but which is not. It's a big warehouse. Um, so there's always something happening there. And with three breweries literally next door to each other, plus two distilleries, plus ginger yeah. liqueur. I oh. mean, it's 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 a good time. Uh, it is a, about a block from the train, so you don't want to like go too hard, but definitely, it's you can still have a good time. Yeah, but they do have lovely bathrooms there, which I will I will note. So you know you can prep yourself before you go. Uh, someone is asking, and it's probably good to clarify: we, we, we New Yorkers, we walk a lot. About how many miles are you walking on one of these tours? Um, that's a very good question. Um, so we're walking no more. Let me see. It's. Point six and points. Uh, so like a mile and a half altogether. 
Um, but we break not it up. Bad. So we break it up. Don't worry. Like we're not doing we're not doing a 5K from brewery to brewery. Uh, we're doing um, about a half of a mile at a time. Uh, to break that up in New York terms, uh, we walk about two city blocks um, or about four regular blocks for our suburban folk. Um, so four to six normal blocks. So that's fine. It's good. Good Which, little cardio to get you in between each brewery. It brings you back, makes you ready for the next stop. You know, I feel like that's a good amount. Like we were talking about crawls on our first one. That feels like appropriate crawl pacing to me, right? You don't want to go like eight blocks. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh boy, what are we going to do here? But like a couple blocks between, you're all good yeah. to go. Well, and we, if you were to map them out, it would seem very far, but we do take the train. So we do take the group on the train. We go a little bit further than you could on a normal walking haven't lost anyone yet. Uh, I'm going to knock on wood on that. Um, and I always say yet on every tour because there's always a chance. I just did a tour of 25 people and we didn't lose anybody. So, you know. I I think my tour days with City Brew Tours are over. Um, I haven't done a tour in quite some time. I did probably over 200 of them. Whoa. And I, I, I never left someone at a brewery and i always made that same joke like hey guys i'm gonna do counts of everybody just you know i'm gonna give you a heads up when we're getting ready to leave i haven't left anybody at a brewery yet so let's not make this the tour that we do it so uh i but I have you the same added joke. anybody have you added anybody to your van no i have i have what Jonathan? i was like wait wait i was like no 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 you that this is too many people you get out get out I have added somebody. Uh, oh, our friend, uh, our friend, out. our friend Isaac jumped jumped oh. on uh, one of my tours one time. I was like, "Hey, can I catch a ride from this brewery to this brewery?" And I was like, "Sure, man." <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I um, think it's uh it's as good as time to uh get into our second beer. I was gonna say I'm empty, so let's do this thing. <laughs> oh, I got to be empty too then. Okay. Go, do you think chug, chug? That's that's how we do this, right? Yeah, little little easy chugs. I professionally drink milk pours. That's true. So I'm good to go. All right, it is time for a logical conclusion. Yes. Yeah, as mentioned before, a New England style IPA that was done with Citra Mosaic and Simcoe hops, kind of the uh, the holy trinity of of juicy hazy IPAs. Um, brewed with German Pilsner malt, German malted wheat, and American flaked wheat, coming in at seven percent ABV. Oh, oh, that aroma is just exactly what you expect. I know, when, what when you, you want it, from a New England IPA. When you list all those hops and you sniff mm. it, you're like, "Yep, correct. Check, check, and check. We understood mm. the assignment, and we have accomplished it well." Mm. <laughs> And it looks like juice. So, you know, it's there. Yeah, it's right there. It's so pretty. Oh, and you've got that lovely. uh, That's one of the OG Five Burrows Brewing. This is. Yeah, Yeah. this is one of the OG Five Burrows Brewing. Uh, They don't make this glass anymore. Mm -hmm. That is a nice glass. That is a nice glass. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does give a really fruity nose, like incredibly fruity. But then it gives you a little bit more of that haze, a little bit more of that bite on it for me. But. 
I, yeah, it's this is a beer that I have had friends who have been drinking for a little while um, once they have converted, let's say that, uh, and then decide that IPAs might be the way to go. This is one that they immediately grab onto um, because it's. A, I find this to be a really accessible IPA as well as a hazy IPA, as well as something that's got a little bit more of the alcohol. So it feels like you're stepping it up a bit, you know? Yeah, good, good 7%. Get, get your bang for the buck. Um, that bite at the end, everybody in the, in the, in the chat is talking about it, but you get that sweetness, the sweetness that the hop juiciness, and then that bite kind of like tames it back and pushes it back. It's just a really good example of, of how this style can be done so well and have all those juicy and fruity components that people love without being cloying or too sweet. Those that that means the same thing someone else talk um well i yeah i i, I think it, it is it, this is one of those journey beers right where it starts in one way and it kind of ends in another and and i think that that's why it's it's a journey it's a journey it's a journey the person's beer. i that's a good phrase yeah, it is a beer that takes you on a journey it is full experiential and honestly it's a reason why it's become one of their cores like this yeah. is a beer that I, that i feel like i see because one one to the to the surprise of no one, Jonathan and I are friends outside of this. I hope you know. Uh, I know, shocking, right? And so we have had beers together in multiple locations. And sometimes when we like, this is one of the beers that we I will regularly see on tap if you go to a beer oh, yeah. bar in New York because it's just sort of one of those things that you're like, oh, what am I looking for tonight? Uh, I don't really know. You know what? I'll do a logical conclusion. It's just yeah. one of those ones that you can go to because you know it's going to be good and it's going to be reliable. And it's one of the things that just like the Vleet Threes has kind of made their name on, right? So good choice. I agree. Both both choices tonight were excellent uh, and great representations of what Threes is putting out into the world right now. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Now, if I can ask a question of Jonathan, because of course. Um, here's the thing. I, I uh, Jonathan does something that I find to be very unique uh, in the five boroughs of New York. Because if you if you don't necessarily know, we uh, we have very small apartments. Yes. Um, we have tight living spaces. And yet... And yet, Jonathan is my go-to homebrewer source here. Yes. So, and I've been to your apartment. It is not large. Okay, no. it's a lovely apartment, but it is not large. It's blowing up his spot. Hey, man, yeah, you yeah. got a tiny spot. Yeah, I do. Exactly. No, I. It, that is. I mean, that is New York. That is Brooklyn. Right. Uh, you go for either space um, or you go for amenities, yep. uh, like close amenities. Uh, or you proximity go f- to the subway proximity to the subway um and that's pretty much or like price as well like so yeah. price amenities subway or um or size you don't yeah. get all three you yeah. don't get all three you gotta choose um so uh i get good proximity to the subway and i'm in an area that's a good price um so which means i don't have a lot of space um, but I do homebrew. Uh, it was definitely came out of having way too much time on my hand during COVID. And I'm like, I don't want to go places, but I want beer. So the next option is I like to cook. So brewing is like cooking, right? Uh, do not approach brewing that way, by the way. Um, but um, but if you like flavors of different foods, it's great. Um so yes, I do brew in my one bedroom, uh, 500 square foot apartment. Um, 
to the, you know, I'll not disappointment, but you know, I let my wife lets it happen. Let's just say that she lets it happen. Um, but yes, I will brew about two and a half gallons at a time. Um, so that's good stock pot. Um, but there have been times I've been a little, let's say itchy to brew. Uh, and I have brewed five gallons at a time. Um, so I'll have a fermenter under the kitchen table, a fermenter in the closet. I'll have bottles, uh, carbonating on shelves, uh, in my kitchen and under, uh, some other shelves that like, I basically half of my apartment is just full of, um, fermenting beer, um, which, smells okay in a brewery. It smells good in a brewery. Not so much the smell you want to come home to of nice fermenting grain, but it is what it is. Um, so luckily I have a very lovely wife that lets me do that. Um, but yeah, it's about taking advantage. Also, you have to be really aware of the weather. So I live, if you live in New York, most apartments, especially older ones like mine, uh, you do not get to control the heat in the winter. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, the radiators just come on whenever they decide to. Uh, and in the summer, when you live on a higher floor, then you also, AC only helps so much. So I do not get to control my fermentation um, temperatures. It basically chooses it for me. Uh, so it's just kind of like, all right, what's the weather going to be this week or next week or this month and finding beers that can actually ferment properly. Uh, that requires a lot of Kavik styles, um, especially in the summer, which are fantastic. Um, and kind of doing spins on traditional styles uh, with Kavik yeast. So kind of playing with either an I like making it a Norwegian IPA, which is not really a thing, but a Kavik IPA or Kavik blonde ale, pale ale, um, and kind of just going again, utilizing what you can with the restrictions. Um, it, 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 it sounds like you're the head brewer and your landlord is the seller person. Yeah, that sounds exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. That, that Yeah. That's an apt metaphor for the way I think we brew in, in the five boroughs <laughs> yeah. if we're brewing at home. Yeah. More so my super. Um, but yeah. 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 Well, I've had Ooh. some of Jonathan's beers and I will say someone is mentioning it does sound like Cezanne's are the way to go. Jonathan does make a mean Cezanne. Yeah. I've made Belgians are work really well. Um, I've had very good luck with Belgians. Set it and forget it. Sometimes. <laughs> not too far not too far not too far um are you do do you go to like a local home brew store or are you you sourcing ingredients online um no i actually i have a, there's a store that's in um we'll do a shout out to bitter and esters oh yeah uh, Definitely. over They're to awesome. uh, sure. in prospect heights um they have not only do they have pretty much any of the ingredients that you need and you can order online to pick up or they deliver as well, which is great. Um, but they also, in addition to your classic German, Czech, you know, whatever you want, um, they also do have New York hops 
So you can get Ooh. actual like New York state hops that are they every once in a while, they'll have the experimental ones, which are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. um, so uh, obviously like it is like they're experimental. So they're the, they're just really fun flavors. They did a, um, a New York Excelsior that I did use on one of them. Uh, and it was super peppery which I loved in a hop. Um, so it had a little bit of a citrus, but mo- a really strong peppery flavor, which is really cool. That That's so cool. For folks that don't know, you know, I think most people know that, you know, the hops in the modern brewing industry, especially, you know, American grown hops, they're, they're coming from the Pacific Northwest. You're getting them from either Washington, Oregon, or Idaho. That's yeah. 90%. 95% of what's used in commercial brewing in the United States. However, before prohibition and, you know, everything kind of went to shit right around there. Uh, New York was one of the biggest producers of hops. Yep. I, I, maybe even at one time, the biggest producer. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is lineage in that soil there. There is history in that soil and in, in that state. And, the fact that uh, your local homebrew shop has New York grown estate hops, essentially. I don't know if I'm using that term right. Uh, it, it, it's it's very cool either way. Uh, I, I, I have a very longstanding homebrew store that I visit whenever I'm brewing and uh, they don't sell PA made hops. Well, I, I feel like New York has really put some effort into trying to bring yeah. back some of that. I mean, we had the New York State Farm Brewers, yeah. our farm bill, which started to allow, basically gave tax advantages to open breweries and to make New York State product. I can't remember, Jonathan, do you remember when it gets to, to like when it sort of maxes out at 90%? Uh, so it sup- was originally supposed to be 2024. Right, okay. I believe there was an extension put in place to 2026. Do not hold me to that. Okay. Uh, I am putting an asterisk on that just in case yeah. it is still 2024. Um, oh. But I believe that it, it, it within the next three years, two, three years. Okay. Um, so they, but they have, so they were supposed to switch to 90% earlier. So right. they was already supposed to be there, um, but they stayed at 60% uh, because of COVID. Um, so because of the mm. pandemic, they extended it of knowing that it was going to be harder for some of the farm brewers uh, to get access and make crop, grow crops. They, there's there's going to be some difficulty there. Um, so they did extend the 60%. Um, it is still currently at 60% uh, of, let me preface, yeah. Yeah. of your malt and hop bill. Yeah. Um, 60%. Obviously, water is going to be New York State because you're in New York. Uh, yeast is, um, that's the one variable that they're not really paying too close attention to. Uh, and then additional um adjuncts is also okay um so that's why your hop and malt bill need to be 60 and then eventually 90 percent new york state but if you can do all ingredients which several of our lovely um in most of our farm brewer uh farm breweries they're already at 90 almost and most of them are at 100 percent yeah 
shout out to Suarez. Shout out to Drowned Lands. Mm-hmm. Strong Rope, Big Strong Alice. Rope, Big Alice, yeah. Some of the, yeah. those iconic, some of the really iconic New York breweries that are continuing to do really cool things as well um, are really taking advantage of that, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, I, mo- most beers at Strong Rope, I say, will say, are at 100%. Oh, wow. um, there was one recently that was at 90% because their blackberries were out of state because uh, there were no blackberries that were in season uh, right now. Come on. <laughs> Jason, it's all right. It's all right. I it was a fantastic blackberry sour though. And I I I will trust Jason till the end of the world to give me a good beer. No question. I I feel like it was from Jersey, so it's fine. It's it's the the sixth borough. The sixth borough. That's fine. Exactly. And yeah, someone (laughs) saying love Big Alice. Big big ups to Big Alice. Big love. Yeah, Big Alice rolls. Uh, I will give you a little inside scoop to Big Alice. Oh oh my! Breaking Um, here on this little podcast. I know. I don't know if you guys are. So they opened up their new brewing facility upstate near the Finger Lakes, um, so that they can be. And they opened this up uh, about year, a little over a year ago. Um, and they did it so that they could be closer to the ingredients. Sure. So they could be closer to the malts and the hops. Smart. They are now, I just spoke with Kyle uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, they are also starting, they have about two acres of land. They are going to start growing their own uh, produce. So oh, they are cool. growing their own sweet potatoes uh, here right. probably about now. Um, they have their own apple uh, trees that they're going to start using, and they just are starting to grow their own cherries as well. So wow. there's, they also are putting multiple raised beds so they can grow their own jalapenos, mm-hmm. um, so they can continue the styles that they're really known for, their sweet potato uh, farmhouse ale, their jalapeno rye, their cherry quad. Yep. Um, as And the apple one, we don't know what's going to happen yet. But. Well, I, I smell ciders in their future. I got to say, and Big Alice started as community. They, they started basically working with small farms in, yeah. in New York. So like that's always yeah. been part of their ethos, which is very cool. Yeah. And they still do. That is still very much part mm-hmm. of them of working with small farms, local farms, whether that's in uh, Queens, Brooklyn or up near the Finger Lakes. Mm-hmm. But if they can grow sweet potatoes. Put in their beer. Why not? Why not? I I do a good job with that. Yeah. So Jonathan, what is uh what is one thing that you wish people knew about Brooklyn when they thought of the better borough? What is one thing that uh you wish people knew uh, uh, about this neighborhood? Collection of neighborhoods. The first is uh I wish they knew how big it was. Uh, because biggest borough, <laughs> biggest borough. Biggest They're like, borough. oh yeah, I'm just gonna go from um from five boroughs over to Greenpoint Brewery. I'm like, well, you're no, not yeah. just going to do that. <laughs> this is gonna take you about an hour and a half, but sure, go ahead. Um, so size is the is like the big one of it's big. It's really big. Um, the other. I mean, I think it just goes back to like what I said about like Brooklyn is just the diversity of the neighborhoods, the cuisines, the the beer. The I mean, again, they have 60% of the New York Brewers Guild breweries. So they have some pretty good beer uh, in areas that you may not go, they may not have heard of. So Greenpoint, obviously yep. people know Williamsburg, people know, are starting to know 
Gowanus because of strong rope threes, yep. wild east, finback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people know other half, which is just a little jaunt away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Greenpoint has great breweries, Bushwick, Bedsty, also great history of having breweries there um, in the early 1900s. Um, so it's just kind of a resurgence of a lot of that. Uh, also, a lot of breweries in Brooklyn as well are, um, I think, like the bottle shops are also a big part of it, but also there's a lot of, whether you want to call them gypsy or contract breweries mm-hmm. or basically breweries that don't have tap rooms um, that brew in other facilities. There, I know of at least three or four off the top of my head. And so those are ones that you have to go to local spots to get to. Um, so I think that's probably, sorry, that was really long, like well-rounded uh, answer. But yeah, that's that's my answer. In conclusion, while Brian takes a sip, yes. food, diversity, lesser known neighborhoods, and the contract breweries. And we're big. And we're big. We're, big. we're kind of a big deal. People know we're, us. We're really big. Uh, as Newsy said in the 1990s, uh, Brooklyn, the fourth largest city in the world. Taking it back. I like it. Ah, it's the fourth largest city in the world. <laughs> Come and read about it. There it is. I'm sure I just woke my daughter up with that stupid Newsy. I'm sorry. Voice. I'm sorry. No, there's there's no one to blame but but me. and And that's... That's my life story. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. What a show. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug before we kind of wrap up shop here? Um, I mean, obviously, drink local. Head to all the brewery, all of the breweries in Brooklyn. Head to all 24 Brooklyn breweries. Yeah, it's not that many. In one day. And you could do it two if days, you try, two, days, two days, two days, two days, two days, two days. Uh, you do it in one if you try yeah. hard enough. Also, City Brew Tours, New York. Yep. Um, come on a tour. I will take you to multiple breweries and talk your ear off for three to four hours. And you depending. want to because Jonathan is a damn good tour guide. This dude knows a, a thing or two guide. about beer. Yeah. A couple things. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, great. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> thank you both so much for tonight. Um, and thanks to everybody at home. Thanks to our beer club subscribers. And thanks to the. Uh, I have uh, I have I have speed. I have speed run both of these beers tonight. And it is uh, catching up on me because I've been eight since. Like, they've they've done a great job. Three's Brewery continues to be excellent and they have proven themselves tonight. There you go. Chug it down. Yes. Threes. We had two threes. Two empty glasses. There you go. It's a visual joke. Two threes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Two threes beers tonight. That's what we do. Yes. And and thank you so much to Threes Brewing for for not only supplying beers for this episode, uh, but for our beer club subscribers. Uh, If you want to follow along with them on Instagram, you can find them at Threes Brewing. Again, you know, thank thank you so much to Threes for supplying beers 
for our beer club. If you're interested in uh, joining the beer club, exploring subscription options, head over to shop.citybrewtours.com. You can see the uh, options that we have there and, uh, you know, sign up, help support the show and you'll get something out of it. You'll get great beers like these sent to you on a monthly basis. You'll get wonderful pro perks that only come with a beer club that that is that is uh that is put on by the oldest brewery tour company in north america staying strong since 2008 um and head over to citybrewtours.com to check out our tour options uh available in over 20 cities now that's a big number there were nine of them when i when i joined the company uh yeah just saying, New York City's. You should definitely do New York City. It's definitely. It's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty solid. It's a good one. It's, it's a, a two for one because we do Queens and Brooklyn. Just you can do it twice, and it's a different thing. And it's different from most of the tour stuff you're going to be doing, which I'm imagining is in Manhattan. You know, you'd go over, yeah. go over to the, the the other, the better boroughs. The better boroughs. Exactly. There you go. But I'll put an yeah. S on that just to confirm. Yeah, solidarity across the river. Yes. Don't ask me which river it is. Um, it's the east one, but we'll forgive you for that. You you got a bunch of rivers in Pittsburgh. I know it's hard to keep track. It's fine. Yeah. Next week, uh, please come back and join us. We are closing out the month, the Brooklyn month, with, let, let's just be honest, the granddaddy of them all. Oh, yeah. The brewery that set it all up yes. in the modern craft beer scene, Ugh. Brooklyn Brewery. Cheers to them. Uh, cheers. I don't, I don't have any beer to cheers with, as we've always or, or already discussed. But until next week, stay safe, be kind, and of course, support local breweries, everybody. Cheers. Have a good night. Woo!